Hey there, this is Alex with Gray Area. Welcome to our series Spotlight, where our mission is to build a bigger and more united house music community by sharing new and exciting artists, festivals, and event brands with you. In this interview, you hear from Goose, a Dutch production duo whose funky tech house beats have been tearing up the beatport charts. We'll talk about how community and collaboration has been a key to their success. Be sure to like this video and subscribe for more interviews just like this. So let's hop right into it. Okay, cool. Can you, I always like to ask, the first question is, could you explain your sound to me as if I had never heard dance music before? My sound? Um, I think it's, uh, of course, it's, it's, it's a house sound, but it's uh, with, with our vocals and catchy hooks. I, I call, it, uh, call it a party, party house or something. <laughs> I like that. Um, and can you take me a little a little bit back further? Can you talk to me about when you um what you were listening to in the house as you were growing up? Um what your parents listened to and how they contributed to your music? Um my mother was not really into music, but my dad uh he had a bunch of LPs and he was playing in a you know a little cover band here in uh, Holland, but it was not a big thing or something, but uh, I grew up with like Toto, Dire Straits, that kind of music. Right. Um, and when I was, I think I was a year of 15 or 16, I went to my first festival. And at that point, I was like, this is really awesome. I want to do that as well. And uh, that that's when I started playing some music at local bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, I started producing. Um, first I was <clears throat> producing more, you know, yeah, I started with, with house techie, then it went a little bit to the electronic dance music, uh, the, the more the EDM ish, uh, style. Yeah. And then after some years I thought, no, that's not what I want. So I went back to, uh, the basic, uh, started to produce house music again. And, uh, then, uh, I met, uh, uh, yeah, my partner in crime, uh, Freek. Uh, in 2016 in Miami, and um, then then yeah, from there on uh, we start making music together, and there was a Gus. So nice. <laughs> and you guys met in Miami, but you're both from Holland. Yeah, we're both from Holland. I'm from the south. He's a little bit more in the middle, and uh, we met each other in Miami. Um, we were both working on other alter egos at that point. Right, and we we yeah we had a good connection. We had fun in Miami, and uh, we we kept in touch, and we start making music, uh, uh, and still we have a great vibe uh, going on between us, and uh, yeah, it's an awesome guy. That's really great. Um, you uh, rebranded from one alias to another, um, at some point, didn't you? Yeah, we um, uh, Freak had his uh, Redondo project, right. I had another uh, another project, and um, when we started with Gus, it was more like a studio project. So we we started to make music, uh, uh, and and yeah, just put out the music. But we never uh, thought about playing underneath that uh, alter ego as well. Right uh, till the end of two thousand nineteen. So we came out with everything uh, a week before. Yeah, you know the whole COVID pandemic right. stuff. So that kind of sucked. Peep, huh? I have to peep, <laughs> peep it out. So yeah, uh, you can say whatever you want here. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucked, but uh, at this, yeah, uh, from there on, we yeah, we put out, uh, we released a lot of tracks, 
and now things are starting to get looking better. Uh, so hopefully we can jump in an airplane or, or go to a festival or whatever uh, very soon. That'd be great. Do you guys, do you see yourself, do you see both of you playing together um, at some point or are you going to, or is he staying in the studio? I think he's at, at this moment, I think he's going to stay in the studio, but maybe someday, I don't know. Uh, maybe the, the, how do you call that? Uh, I think he's coming with me as well. Some shows and maybe then he's like, okay, let's do some things together or we will see. We, we, we shall see. Right. Um, so take me back a little bit. You said you started playing in bars, like when you were in your, when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. do you remember anything about your first gig? I was nervous like hell. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I worked at a bar and when that bar, the, the owner, uh, sold uh, his bar. Uh, so I had to uh, look for another uh, job, uh, during my uh, school period. Yeah. And I was like, okay let's bluff a little bit and I go to another bar and just tell them I will, uh, I can play music. I never played music before besides my bedroom. So uh, they thought it was okay. So I was there on a Saturday night and I could play the first hour or 90 minutes. I don't know anymore, but uh, yeah, I was really nervous like two days before and, uh, but it went well and uh, I, uh, I had the chance to come back. So that was cool. Nice. Very nice. Um, and do you feel like, do you know a moment when it like clicked for you that this is going to become a career? Like when did you first realize that you could actually, you could actually be a career musician? Mm, I never thought about it that way, actually, because, yeah, because of the, I also work at an event company. Right. So th- those both things together are like, yeah, I don't know. I, I never, I never had a day. In the morning, I was thinking, "Shit, man, I have to go to work or something." So, I don't know. It just just happened. I think I never thought about it, actually. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's talk about your you working for an event company um, mm-hmm. for a moment too. Um, so you've managed to create a life where no matter what, you're working in the music industry um, all the time. Your day job helps support like your nighttime job. What's different about working for an event company as opposed to being a musician? Um, working for the event company, uh, yeah, you do everything. You you see everything backstage. Uh, call it backstage. Uh, right. Yeah. What what does it take to to get a festival uh, there at the first place before people are walking in uh, on the on the on the grounds and um, and while playing at other events. Uh, I see things that could work for us or maybe could not work for us. So you can um, take the good things out of other events to your own. And uh, yeah, that makes it, yeah, it's, it's aligned with each other. Right. Um, how do you, do you feel like working at an event company or working on the back end of being uh, working on the back end of festivals has helped, um, helped in your music career at all? Um, I, I, of course, I think network wise, it, it did. I met, uh, I met people, um, and they introduced me to Freak, eh, for right. example. So that, that definitely helped. Uh, but also you hear a lot of music, you see a lot of guys, uh, uh they're doing stupid things. You think from, I, I don't want to do that. Or I, I it, it puts you in a sort of direction, um, as a person, but also, uh, I want to stand out like that or not, or. Yeah, I think that's uh, 
that's that that helped me to to yeah what do you call that the shape uh, give me a shape or something yeah um, it helped shape you you yeah. you've learned um you've you've gotten some practical skills skills you've also learned what not to do yeah sure that's yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely um you've you've done a lot of collaborations um mm -hmm. and what is it about collaboration that makes that that changes the production process for you? Why do you like it so much? Yeah, we did um, a lot. Actually, the first one was with Tough Love, Dancing Kind of Close. Right. And then the second one was with John Summit, right. I think. And then we had now, now we had two with Farrick Down. Uh, I think you, you, when you collaborate, collaborate with somebody, you can, um, you can take out the good things from the other artist and and hopefully your own. And I think when you merge those two together, it, it's yeah. Hopefully that track is standing out. Uh, it's it's better than your last release. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're joining forces in every way. Not only uh, uh, making the music, but also on social platforms or yeah, it it it, it, it could help definitely. Absolutely, and. Now that you've like launched this new project, um, working with Frank, um, mm -hmm. what do you feel like is different about what you're making this time around as opposed to your pre your previous stuff? And like, how do you feel like that's better for you? I think the the uh, the basics are the same. We uh, I always when a track had a, a certain groove or something, I like groovy house music. So right. and, and Frank as well. And now I think the Gus project has more. Um, it's it has that catchy edge or something. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. It has a more commercial hook or a, a, a commercial vocal in it, so it gets more recognizable for the people and gets more airplay on radio. Uh, it, it, it's going better on Spotify and stuff. So uh, the, the big difference, I think, it's 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 the catchy part in it. Right. Um. And do you feel like uh, working with Frank has helped, like, increase your ability to to make things a little bit more commercial friendly? Yeah, I, I think before uh, uh, he started with the Redondo project, that was a bit more commercial than I did. So that definitely helped out uh, to to work together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about how you balance. Um, <clears throat> you have a you have a kid, right? And you're married. Yep. How do you balance? How do you balance? Like I, I'm also, I'm also married and I have an eight year old. I'm just wondering, how do you nice. balance family life and and uh, working as a musician and working in event the event industry? Um, <clears throat> I had my child when I uh, when the pandemic started, so still waiting. You're still not sure yet. <laughs> no, I, 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 so I'm still waiting how, how that's gonna how that's gonna work. Um, uh, of course, I we had some shows, but. <clears throat> They they because of the the all the the rules around the COVID stuff, uh, you didn't have those five six a.m. parties or something. So right. uh, I was most of the time I was back before midnight, and then you get some proper sleep before uh, the little one uh, starts yelling uh, in the morning. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> no, I think my 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 girlfriend of wife, uh, uh, yeah, she she understands and she likes uh, to see that what i'm doing so i'm <clears throat> i'm sure we're gonna find our way in it and uh, make the best of it i'm sure absolutely um and being in being in holland you holland has like a really deep history with dance music mm -hmm. um <clears throat> how do you feel like that's influenced you 
Um, I think may, maybe I don't know for sure, but because of there's a, a whole history here in Holland, um, um, I think we are getting uh, sooner involved with house music or dance music than maybe yeah. other countries. I don't know for sure, but uh, uh, you know, how, uh, dance music it it was always on TV or on, on the radio or something. So if you never went to a party or um, yeah, didn't. You can never want a party oh. or not find That's that's uh, Siri calling. That's not good. <laughs> the, I th- I think we we maybe have the chance to, to or yeah, before Spotify and stuff, it was already on TV and radio. So right. I think we uh, we connected uh, uh, earlier than maybe other countries or or other people. Uh, Absolutely, that sounds that yeah. sounds about right. And when you first, I mean, since you've been hearing it for so long, who was it that inspired you to like get into dance music and to start DJing? Like, can you point um, to some like actual artists that you thought that really like hit home for you? I think the first one or or the events uh, when it, it it was more in the trance period, you know, with Chesto, mm-hmm. Armin van Buren, Ferry Korsten. Uh, uh, at that time, uh, you know, you had like MTV and stuff and, and uh, other Dutch music uh, uh, television stations. They they were showing those uh, uh, sensation white uh, videos and stuff. Right. So, but that was more in the in the trance uh, era. So I, I yeah, you had those Chesto in concert uh, uh, concerts, uh, right. DVDs. Uh, so for yeah, one of the first records I bought was from Chesto, I think, but. Yeah, and never played it out or something, but I thought it was just cool. <laughs> it's interesting that you started in trance. You started in trance and you've moved on to house music. Can you do you know how that happened? Do you know like at what point you decided, okay, well, house is more of the thing for me? I think um the house music was more uh, it started with trance and house music was was already there and it it get more uh it did more uh, did, uh how do you say that uh, uh let me think yeah yeah um you know at that point trance was how do you call that uh, a hype or something right it was the big and, thing and you, yeah and you always had you know i think house and techy tech house music it's the basic for for all uh dance music so yeah so when when it went up the trends and went down. There was house music, and then you had hardstyle went or EDM. It, right. it, it, it peaked and and it turned down, and then there was house music again. So it's always the the the, the yeah the, call it the red line or something. Uh, yeah, it's the constant. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, and <clears throat> what excites you about the future of dance music? Uh, the, I think. Uh, dance music you uh, everything is possible so i don't know which genre will be next or uh, but i'm very curious uh, what's the next big thing and uh, it, yeah because it's electronic you can do literally everything you want so i don't know what's what is gonna gonna be but we're probably gonna yeah try some things out and it's gonna work or not and that makes it exciting nice and what excites you about the future of your project? Yeah, I can't wait to get on that plane. So the uh, it looks good for the the second part of twenty twenty one. Yeah, but yeah, we still have to wait if we are allowed to go to other countries, or do we have to wait till vaccine uh, the vaccines or something? I don't know. So at this point, 
are really excited about everything, but we just have to wait till yeah the world opens again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. I can't wait uh, till the day that uh, will happen uh, for sure. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have for you. But and I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me today. You're welcome. Um, I, I enjoyed and, it. Yeah, me too. And I hope to be able to talk to you soon. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's keep in touch. And uh, when you got something, just let me know. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Cool. Okay, you're welcome. All right. Take I'll care. talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye.